Well, hello everyone and welcome back for another show of Empowering Intuitives Talk Show. Uh, and tonight we have with us Reverend Cindy Summer and she is a psychic medium in the Cleveland, Ohio area and she's joining us from Lilydale tonight. So welcome so much for coming. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, it's good to be here, Michelle. I'm glad I was able to uh, to broadcast. I wasn't sure. I thought I'm, I'm in Lilydale and uh, you know, so I'm in my I'm in my room at the guest house, and uh, but here we are. So thank goodness for internet. <laughs> right. Oh, and I love it. You know, that's just you being there and continuing your own knowledge, your own um, self development is so important um, as a medium. You know, and, and that's important in mm -hmm. any aspect of life. But I love it that you know we are always striving to continue to um, grow and. and adapt. So I love that. I love that. So thank you so much for joining us and just sharing oh, my, this out. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Every opportunity to to learn and grow. Um, even those even those of us who practice professionally, we know enough to know that there's more to know. So that's why I'm here. I'm here as a student and learn teaching rather, excuse me, learning under a new teacher um, and different um, protocols, different procedures, different techniques, and, and that's what it's all about, right? So absolutely. another tool for the toolbox. Yes, absolutely. Well, hello, Patty. Welcome. So for those of you um, joining us tonight, we are going to be talking about developing self-awareness. And I love this topic that you wanted to talk about tonight, because really, that is every single person on this planet's life purpose is learning about self and growing and developing and becoming more aware of who they are in this lifetime and their full soul growth. So I, I love the topic. So that thank you for selecting that tonight. Oh, absolutely. It's something that we're all, um, like you said, we're all here to do and we all have different reasons. And um, so, and our stories are, are different, right? Our backstories and how did we get here? Um, you know, and, and I don't know that we just wake up saying, how can I be self-aware today? But when you get, when you get to this point, you start asking yourself questions like, oh, what could I have done better? You know, what, what could I have learned from this? Right. Well, it's, it's, it's consciously growing, I guess. And it is, and it's gaining that wisdom and bringing from, um, your soul that is still on the other side. Um, bringing that wisdom down here to help you um, in this lifetime. You know, I love that um, the saying is uh, know thyself, right? And yes. to know thyself is the beginning of wisdom. And it really is, right? Like, that's where you start to gain such insights. But that doesn't come easily in life either. <laughs> that's true, especially especially when you're working on yourself, right? It's It's so much easier um to to tell somebody what they might consider working on but when you're working on yourself it is not always so apparent or clear and, and often there's contrast and and things that bring us to that moment of oh <laughs> maybe there's something to be learned here right um, and, and usually usually those those moments aren't necessarily pleasant but if everything was warm and fuzzy and wonderful, we wouldn't learn a thing. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. 
<laughs> for sure. Patty says, that's it. What could I do differently? You know, and it is, I see it as becoming um, aware of every aspect of yourself mm -hmm. too. It's knowing, listening to um, that inner monologue, that self-talk, I think is huge in trying to understand and become more self-aware because we all have like these programs running in our heads, right? Right. In my, in my book, I use an example. One of my friends, every time that she would be upset, she and her mother would go to an ice cream shop, sit down, have ice cream and go over what, talk about whatever. Okay. So over years of doing this, right? She began to associate ice cream with comfort. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. And so then anytime she was upset, she would go for ice cream and she'd be like, but it's missing something. And so when she started to look at herself and go, why, why does, why does that happen? Why am I comforted by that? Mm -hmm. It dawned on her, oh my gosh, it wasn't really the ice cream per se. It was the fact that I got to sit down with my mom and have a one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. talk about what's going on in my life. And whenever that clicked for her, she was able to undo that emotional eating of the ice cream because it wasn't really the ice cream that she was looking for. So that was a huge example of how she really became more aware of being conditioned in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. so, and so imagine taking apart all these scenarios, why you do the things you do, how you're doing the things you do, um, and try to take it down to that inception. Oh, my mom did that just to help me feel better. Right, right. Um, and then once, once she had that aha moment, everything changed. Yeah. Um, and at least she knew the pattern then. Right. So, right. And, and if she caught herself doing it, she's like, well, at least, okay, now I get why I'm doing it. Right. Um, but yeah, it's funny too. We were talking before the show about food and it's funny. You should bring up ice cream because we all do things. We all have patterns and, yeah. and, and, and lots of times those patterns aren't necessarily good for us. And sometimes it, it takes that extra effort, you know, to roll up your sleeves and say, all right, why did I, why did I eat that? Or what's that doing for me? And, and is it making me ill? You know, um, a lot of us have food intolerances, sure. right? And, and that, I mean, usually when we think of self-awareness, I guess, at least when I do, I always think of like the spiritual aspect but what about the dietary aspect? I mean, that that's a good point because, um, and, and I'm sure you see this in your practice as well, is people eating foods that aren't working for them and making them sick and causing all kinds of issues, inflammation or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and unless there's a willingness to take responsibility for ourselves and say, I need to get to the bottom of this, what foods are not working for me, Right. What foods do work for me? And am I willing to take the step in the right direction to make the changes so that I feel better? And as we know, like that doesn't happen overnight. Right. So. Right. So, you know, we, we could skip the uh, the ice cream for a night. That's great. But how about a pattern? Right. So this particular lady, what she ended up doing was once she once she had that aha moment and she's like, that's what it was all about. Then when she felt like she needed something to comfort her, she went for a walk and she felt the physical activity helped her 
feel better. And it helped her like she did a walking meditation, if you will. And um, that she found was really helpful. But as soon as you identify something, then you can substitute and then create a different behavior. So then she was able over time to unwind that 66 days to be exact, where a behavior then can become automatic, a changed behavior becomes automatic in 66 days. So it just takes time, determination, perseverance, and really just going, no, 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 no. I don't mm-hmm. really need that. I'm just wanting it because that's what I know. It's the same thing with any kind of addiction, emotional triggers, um, the things that people are doing. I had in my medical practice, hello love, in my medical practice, I would have people all the time, I'm talking to them about diabetes or um, coronary artery disease or hypertension, and I'm, but this is a direct correlation. These things are you know, contributing to, mm-hmm. but I feel better when I eat it but it's not good for you. And so let's dig down into, um, you know, the emotions and, you know, where it is that they're being tripped up or have those old tapes playing. So for everybody, it's different, but I just use that example because it's pretty relatable and we all have some kind of issue that we do similar with. Of course. Um, Wayne Dyer, I think was one of the best teachers for me. Um, his books would talk about this old programs and really learning to identify them. And when I listened to him for the first time and I heard that all these light bulbs went off for me, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's, I'm not alone. Like everybody, this is something that we're doing in this lifetime. This is something that we're being conditioned to do. And it led me down that self-discovery path. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, almost everything I was doing was autopilot conditioned. Yes. And yeah, so it takes time and um, a w- like you had said, a willingness to do that. But in the end, it was much better. I felt better because like anything else, when you utilize those muscles, right, those intuitive muscles, it gets stronger and it gets easier, mm-hmm. you know? So now when I start to hear that, I'll go, that is a bunch of crap. Do you hear what you're saying to yourself in your self-talk? And then I'll, I can call myself on it quicker. And so my muscles are strong on that. And so yeah. now I let it rattle in my head and I'm like, we're not going to act on it. And we're going to try to stop and prevent and change even the thought mind chatter that goes on. But, you know, we're all working slowly towards that. Right. So that it right. turn it off. Yeah, like you said, like in the willingness, the willingness to make the change, the taking ownership, taking ownership instead of blaming somebody else or blaming a circumstance. And it's like, okay, get over yourself, get over myself, get over whatever. And uh, um, and what needs done, right? And it's funny you should say 66 days because right away in my head, I was thinking, ooh, New Year's resolutions. You know, like I wonder, I wonder if there was ever a study done that, you know, you have to get past so many weeks or so many, you know, days or whatever to, to, to create a new habit, to create a new habit, I guess, right? Because it's one thing to get rid of an old habit, but have you ever, I've noticed, and I don't, and I'm, you know, no study, right? But what I've noticed is that sometimes people trade one addiction for another. Right. And so, and, and hopefully the, the new addiction is something really positive, like going for a walk. That would be a good addiction. I mean, I'll take that all day long. <laughs> right. But, 
you know, but, but people do, they do. And, and it, and it would be easy to do, especially if there's emotional stuff involved. Right. Well, and there's always emotional in, in, in my years, it's really always emotional body, mind, and spirit. And being self-aware is learning to identify your thoughts, your actions, your feelings, that mind chatter, all of those things, your internal and external worlds and how they're all connected. And mm -hmm. it's so surprising, you know, um, so many healing modalities talk about your emotions and your spiritual crises or spiritual growth can be, mm -hmm. can get stuck in your energetic bodies. And then it causes physical symptoms and Western medicine doesn't really acknowledge that Eastern medicine is all about that. And understanding that if you're going to heal something on the physical, you have to address the emotional and spiritual. It's all interconnected, all of it. And mm -hmm. when we start to be self-aware, um, it really like sets off those light bulbs. One thing I tell people, and one thing that I, I heard from Wayne Dyer was, if you think you're spiritual, go around the people that trigger you and see how long you can stay in your center and grounded mm -hmm. and feeling wonderful. And I, <laughs> and every single person, put your hand up, comment, if that's you, like you think I'm doing great, I'm really staying more positive and I'm doing all these things. And then you get around people that trigger you and it takes a few minutes until all of that's thrown out the window and the old behavior, the old condition stuff comes up. Right. Maybe you're right. lucky you build it. It's not one minute, two minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes. Maybe you get it to an hour. Yay. Like you got to like celebrate each progress that you make in that. But yeah, he talked about doing that and that he, he would still as much of a, a teacher that he was would still get tripped up by the people that trigger him. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. And it's funny. Sometimes I think about um, those that go into the cloistered life, you know, and that they're, they're removing themselves from society, but then they aren't, but then they aren't, then there's a whole new set of circumstances. Um, you know, whether it's an ashram or whether it's a, a convent, you know, um, there's always going to be, unless you're a hermit, there's always going to be interaction between others. And I think, I got to believe most of our triggers are other humans, right? Related. Yeah. And, and so, so that's a good exercise. Like, yes, if you think you're spiritual, <laughs> let's see how long you can go without, uh, <laughs> well, but, but when you're self-aware, you can tell when your energy shifts, you can tell when you yeah. shifted from being centered, you know, mm -hmm. um, in my teachings and in my book, I teach people about body scanning, how to do that. And, I do that frequently. And one of my favorite things to do, if you really want to learn, hello, my dear, if you really want to learn about um, being self-aware and tuning into your body and your emotions is check in with yourself, a body scan, start from your head, see what, how you feel. Okay. You want to be like, okay, I don't have a headache. My, everything feels good. My cheeks, my face, my neck, my body, and just work and scan down your body. What feels if, oh, I'm having some pain in the shoulder or I'm having this. Acknowledge it. How's your heart feel? How's your emotions? Are you upset over something? Don't judge it. You just, you identify. Don't judge. And then you go, oh yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm a little, little still angry about this or I'm having some emotions about this. Okay. And then, so you check in with yourself. 
however long that takes, and then go into a room, an event, wherever you're going, um, and time yourself. <laughs> Give yourself about 15, 20 minutes, and then check in with yourself again and see if something has changed, if you haven't already noticed anything changing. So maybe you walk into the room and you're just feeling good, you're feeling centered, and you're aware that I only have a sh pain in my shoulder here, that's it. And everything else feels perfect in me. My emotions feel centered. Now you go into this place and I'll, so many of us empaths, we start picking up other people's stuff, right? And yeah. all of a sudden, I'm having pains in my chest. My back's killing me. I'm starting to get a headache. I'm feeling like the room's closing in. Maybe there's too many people. But all of a sudden, I notice I'm changing. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm aware that I'm no longer into my center. And I said hi to one person. <laughs> so, you know, like, hmm, what's going on here? But right. check in with yourself and see what's changed. So if that's the case, then you have to identify, not judge. And that's a hard thing for us. We tend to judge if we're not perfect. Well, nobody's perfect. Identify it and then maybe excuse yourself to the bathroom, breathe, counterbalance whatever's going on, yeah. ask your divine team to help give you a clearing, picture yourself in the white light, take deep breaths, whatever you gotta do, then scan it again, re-enter the room, this time of hopefully you're a little bit more centered and grounded and continue as such you know that's a fun exercise and it's really powerful um because it helps you unconsciously start to do this we have to become conscious of it and you know in our busy society we're all on autopilot doing multiple things we have busy lifestyles it's really a challenge for a lot of people to tune into self Right, right, right. And and as an empath, you know, we can pick up on other people's stuff, even if we're not in proximity. So, you know, kids, relationships, parents, you know, coworkers, whatever, we can pick up on other people's things. So it's funny, sometimes people don't even realize they have something going on in their, that they have something going on because they've grown I don't say accustomed to it, but it's almost like white noise. Yes. And it's like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess I do have this thing and I, I forgot I had it. And, and sometimes it's there, sometimes it's someone else's. And so, um, so as an empath, I feel like we have to be extra careful, right? right? In order to not pick up on, and if we do pick up on other people's things, that it's going to be a matter of, well, energetically, you can have that back. I don't need to take that on for you. I have enough of my own stuff right. and, and learning those energetic boundaries. For sure. And I think every one of us, please guys, if you're joining with us, feel free to uh, post comments and interact or ask some questions here. Um, you know, think about this. Have you ever been in a room with somebody that has such strong positive energy that you shift your entire energy and you like if they're really bubbly and they're excited and they have beautiful energy now all of a sudden you notice i'm happier and i feel that person's lovely light and energy right yes and then the same is true if you're in a room with somebody who's extremely depressed and sad and have heavy heavy energy it starts to tank your energy starts to tank around them right mm -hmm. absolutely more times than not, we tend to notice the person that made us feel better 
-hmm. as abnormal and people that bring us down and have that heavier mark as just the the norm we just will like we're we're so, so resilient i guess is the word where if something's off we just try to suck it up and keep powering through instead of being aware oh this has changed and like you said if you notice that we're in a room and somebody's energy is really heavy and your energy starting to tank the best thing you can do is say spirit is this their stuff is this my stuff if it's mm -hmm. their stuff whoop, let's put up a shield yeah. let's put up a barrier here because right. like you said i don't need it like we can mm -hmm. keep a beautiful divine um healing energy and send them healing energy sure. try to bring them up right absolutely yeah um one thing i think is interesting when we talk about um developing self-awareness and i'm going to give you guys some other things to think about on this so something that comes into play is when you're really trying to understand your authentic true self or your true north who you really are i want everybody to look around your room and look and see the things that are there these are the things that you value to have around you right mm -hmm. and it's always interesting when you see what people value to have around them mm -hmm. You always feel negative people more and they seem to bring your spirit down mm -hmm. yeah for sure of course so when we're trying to understand who we truly are sometimes it's as visible as right around us the places mm -hmm. we choose to go the places the things that we choose to buy the things that we choose to say all of these things are making up who you are and what you're valuing you know i i, I had an example um, somebody had said about getting psychic readings or going to a show that, you know, a certain price was just way too much money and they, they don't have any extra money to spend on things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not judging. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then that same person decided that they wanted to spend their money on something else that one person might say is extravagant and, but it was what they value. It wasn't that they didn't have any money. It was what they valued to, place, to spend their money on, right? right? None of us are full of money, but the things that we spend our money on are the things that we're valuing and prioritizing in our lives. Yeah. So the, that does speak volumes about us as well. So take a look around and see what are you placing value on? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good point because um, that's happened to me before too. You know, somebody thinks that pricing is, is too high, um, whatever the case is. Um, but then, you know, do they, do they value, um, there's their spiritual growth. Do they value, do they want to hear about what needs work? Do they want to hear what needs work? And, um, so it takes that self Somebody self-aware enough to, like you said, spend money on it. Um, if it's not that important, like if they'd rather be entertained, if they'd rather, I don't know, take a trip, whatever the case is. And, and there's nothing wrong with those things. Right. But, but you know, somebody that is working on self-growth, self-awareness is going to um, spend money on things that are going to lift them up, yep. whatever that is, lifting, lifting up, 
whether it's services, whether it's things in their home, um, you know, with generosity, whatever the case is. So it, that's a good point. It really does matter. Well, and think about it. All of us, when you think about what feels comfortable or feels like home, is it pictures of the family? Is it having those things the children made that you value and you love having those around? Like, what is it that makes your home home to you? It's mm -hmm. not it's not the structure per se. What no. makes it feel like a home to you? That's right. what you value. That's what you're valuing. And, and it's the energy. It's the energy of the home, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, for so. sure. But think right. about that. Like, you know, I think about places that I've been in different people's homes and, you know, some of them just feel extra warm and comfy because that's what they value. They mm -hmm. like the comfort and the warmth and, and all about family and or maybe they're not about family and that feels different, too. And there's nothing wrong with it. We're all here experiencing every possible thing out there. And that's what we're truly here to be doing is that that right. duality but just think about what what you're valuing and what you surround yourself with and who mm -hmm. you surround yourself with mm -hmm. right yeah. like if you want to change to a positive and you hang out with all negative people that's really challenging it is it is but it's it purposeful is. right because it's trying to help you identify it and become more self-aware and realize you know trigger you to, to promote change i think Right. And then, and then it can also promote keeping yourself centered um, and, and not falling into the drama. Yeah. You know, especially if there's a trigger there and just like remaining centered and like, okay, you know, what's going on with this person and, and just letting, letting it ride or changing subjects or doing whatever you need to do to, you know, navigate that because we all have that right. Friends or family members or whatever the case, coworkers, um, to, to bring us back to center, because like I said, if everything was just, just peachy, we, there wouldn't be any growth. So there's, there's going to be contrast. There's going right. to be. Contrast. Absolutely. And think about this too. I think as humans, we tend to be so hard on ourselves. And, you know, I remember overhearing a conversation about one person said, but you were always you always believed hard about whatever this topic was and now you don't. And they said, because my, I've grown and my perspective has grown and now I don't feel the same way. I'm not holding such a hard line anymore. I can see it differently. And that one person really couldn't understand why they were growing like that and why mm -hmm. they would change. And the other person was like, I'm going to continue to do that as I go through life. So think about, just being self-aware of who I was when I was in my, my teens and twenties and thirties and forties and fifties. Like, you know, I, I've evolved and grown and changed as we all have. And so think about what you used to think about and what you used to value and what used to drive you and motivate you. And, um, you know, why you do the things that you do? Mm -hmm. Why are we doing this? And, you know, I think the self-talk is really, really important. I, I was 
grew up in a family that had a lot of, well, that's just the way we do things, or we don't have money for this and not realizing words are so powerful. Yeah. Just kept reaffirming a lot of negative things. Mm -hmm. And then they wondered why when they were trying to shift, things weren't happening. Right. Yes. And yes. so they didn't really understand the law of attraction. And so when I started to hear these things and it felt so negative, I'm, I kept trying to pick it apart and go, why are they so negative? Like, why, why are they behaving the way that they're behaving? And I would always try to figure people out because it was fascinating to see mm -hmm. why people say and do the things that they do. It just, it, yeah. it's amazingly fascinating to me. Um, but so think about those things in your lives, you know, and I used to be in the same verbiage until I realized I don't like how that feels. I don't like saying a lot of those negative things. And I don't really believe that, you know, so right. once you challenge yourself in a healthy way, you know, that really can be a powerful uh, tool to, to, um, to growth, mm -hmm. call yourself out on your stuff. Why right. am I saying that? Why do I think that? Why do I believe that? And do I still even believe that? You know? Right, right. Because that family belief system, you know, that that's something that's 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 there. And sometimes we don't know it until we start to look at ourselves and think about, well, why why is that? Um, and, and to your point to the law of attraction, I see that a lot as well. Um, friends or family that don't either know about it um, and certainly wouldn't believe it anyway. So to even talk about it, you know, you would get a look like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? What, you know, but words do matter and thought, thoughts matter and words matter and thought precedes form. So unless we're accountable for what we say and what we think, but yeah. But then the fine line in the sand is, is I, I don't want to become preachy. So, so it's different if somebody's paying you for advice, right? As a, as a, as a psychic medium. Um, but, but to, to say to a, a family member that, you know, even a sibling that grew up in the same household, you know, to, to challenge uh, a belief system mm -hmm. could, could really go South, you know? So sure. I, I, I know I, and, and I have to be honest. I mean, there was a time I thought, well, if I just sort of enlighten them a bit, maybe, you know, <laughs> no, no, no that, that was a mistake. I'm like, okay, I won't do that again. So no. I, I just keep it zipped and, 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 and just let it ride. And I'm like, it's their journey. They'll have to figure it out for themselves. Yes. It, it is what it is. Um, uh, all you can do is plant the seeds a little bit and talk about your journey and what you've gone through and if they glean any seeds from that they do but you're correct you can't you can't do this for somebody else um no. we can talk about our own journeys we can talk about what we know mm -hmm. to be true and what we believe to be true um and that may not be true for you and that's okay because you know i don't judge anybody on their path because I don't want people judging me on my path. It's it's we're all in a different space in a different place, and um, it's it's just perfect the way that it is. Mm -hmm. But when we're looking to develop this, you have to realize that a lot of other people may not be ready to go down this road of self discovery and change, and that's okay. 
Maybe they don't do it in this lifetime. But these are tools, I think, that if we are ready and willing to do them, um, they're really powerful for making you feel more connected to your divine self, your true authentic self, and can really help be that beacon to help navigate things so much easier if you learn that this is just part of um, the condition of the system or the family or the culture or whatever that we're working in. And so once we peel those layers away, then we can get down into more of who you are and peel those layers away. Right. And I, I thought the same way at one time in, in regards to like when I was younger, if I just work harder, if I just work harder, if I work longer hours, there was a time I was working 80 hours a week. I worked myself into the ground and, 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 um, and so unhappy and so unhealthy and no life. Um, but I really thought, well, I'm just not working hard enough. I'm just not working hard enough. Oh no, I was just completely in the wrong arena. You know, I wasn't supposed to be doing what I was doing because I didn't always do this. I was an accountant at one time and, you know, and, um, what a life. I mean, what a life to be doing something you're not supposed to be doing because things do and will go south. If you're doing something, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a career, Things will go south if you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. And maybe, you know, maybe a softer way to say that would be it's going to you're going to have resistance and it's going to be like swimming upstream the whole way versus yeah. getting into the flow of where the divine really wants us to be heading. We can always do what we want to do, whether it's a whether the divine encourages it or not is a different thing. I like. I just want to soften that hard whether you're supposed to be doing it. But yeah, like I, I agree with you when you're when you're going against the grain, man, you just <laughs> it's a struggle every step of the way. And when you really learn to just shift and go in the opposite direction, it does flow so much nicer. Right, right. So when I say that, um, that that was my experience because I knew in my heart that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. But it was like the practical and you know responsible thing to be doing, and um, and it was it was difficult out the gate, and and so when it's not a match, it's not a match. Um, so so for those that are struggling with you know maybe their profession or whatever they whatever it is that they're doing, sometimes go back to childhood and ask yourself what did you really want to do. What did you really want? What were you interested in? Because your younger self is that that authentic, pure, pure version, you know, instead of going into a field because it's stable or because there's money or or because it's acceptable. <laughs> like in my case, um, uh, look, take a look at that, you know, but that's self-awareness, because if you don't have that, who's you know, really it boils down to, it boils down to our own um, decision-making and, and unless you get directed, then, you know, it's like, well, I'll just work harder. I'll work myself into the ground. And that was, that was my, that was my experience. So, and I see that a lot with people. For sure. For mm -hmm. sure. I had a similar mindset that you just have to keep, keep working harder, 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 and not 
realizing that you you need to work smarter <laughs> or exactly. what that meant or even what to do with that but for each person i think that's different um and we have to find that all on ourselves and i agree with you you know um in the different jobs that i've had there was a lot of resistance and that really um caused issue with your quality of the relationship or quality of the work environment or you know it wasn't smooth sailing and you were happy to be there you were like i don't want to go into that place or i don't want to be doing this and but we didn't listen because we were conditioned that you know this is responsible this is paying the bills this is doing right. this, this is doing this but not right. really uncovering your your true desires right right or you, you you got your degree in this arena you know then you, you should be you should be working in this you know and um you know it'd be a waste if you didn't do that and um um so that that takes a level of grit to change that you know for sure yeah. and and um disapproval even you know it's like oh you're gonna do what <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna leave this this job with all this money to do what and um so, but that self-awareness and i'm not saying you have to be there doesn't have to be a disparity when it comes to money if you're if you practice the law of attraction you'll be okay right, right? but but it it's it's layered it's layered you know i feel like once we figure out something then we're on to the next thing it's like okay well what what can I do better in this arena? For sure, we're, we're, we are divine beings that have been around a long time. And, you know, there's a lot to uncover. It's not just this lifetime. It's not just this experience. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot that we bring forward and a lot of connections. We're not certain how it's connected at the time. It may take time to, to um, uncover those truths, but, you know, Cindy, what would you think would be a really good place for people to start if they said, you know what, I agree with this. How am I going to get started? How do I get started with with self-awareness? So I would say start with that. Start with one area of your life, right? Because you don't want to overwhelm yourself and start with the mind chatter that that little voice that says, what is the most consistent voice? that you're hearing in, in regards to what topic? Is it your diet, is it your health? Let's just say, let's broaden it. Is it your health? Is it your job? Is it your career? Is it, um, I don't know, maybe it's something as simple as clutter in the home. You know, what is the one thing that is, um, that's repetitive and consistent? And then take that and then if it seems too daunting of a task, then take a small piece of it and chip away at it. So if it's like a clutter issue, well, don't, you know, okay, if I'm going to declutter the whole house. You're going to go crazy, right? Well, maybe you start with the room or corner of the room. Um, if it's, if it's diet or health, you know, maybe it's going to the doctor or a holistic practitioner of functional medicine practitioner getting to the root issue um starting in one arena is what i would suggest i love that and i agree with that 
because we have to be able to focus one area at a time in order to give it our full attention and to really sift through it. And so on top of that, I would add um, journal about. So if you really want, well, let's just use health. If you feel like that's your biggest area that you're, you need to change, maybe start to journal. How are you really feeling? What are you liking about your health? What are you not liking about your health? What is the thoughts, the mind chatter around that? Um, mm -hmm. And when, and then you want to take that little, you want to go down these rabbit holes, if you will, not of judging it, but just identifying. So mm -hmm. for example, if you have this thing with health and you feel like you're overweight, but that's negatively affecting your self-esteem, your self-confidence, um, how you perceive yourself. So if these are the things, then start to go back, well, when did I first start thinking like this? Mm -hmm. See if you can identify it. What happened that made you start to feel like that? And there, there may be multiple things, but that's okay. And then, you know, ask, always ask your divine team to help you sort through it. And, you know, then say, okay, well, what has been my experience in this lifetime so far with it? And just try to identify those things. Mm -hmm. And then once you identify it, you can deal with if there's any emotion that's attached to it that's coming up and just doing positive affirmations. You want to start to counterbalance it. Okay. You want to start to go, okay, I identified I have a negative thought pattern here that I want to change. Mm -hmm. Just because you have a negative thought pattern doesn't mean you want to change it. But if you're ready to change it, you can say, okay, I really want to um, talk nicely to my body and love my body for, for whatever size that it is, wherever it's at. And that's what I really want to start with. And this is, as you can see, just by us explaining this, this is like not a one and done. This is a lifelong process of learning about ourselves yeah. and, and shifting little tweaks at a time. It's like looking at one little facet on a diamond and really going down the rabbit hole to see where did this start and how did I start to adapt and why did I change and what do I think about this mm -hmm. and what do I want to think about myself? What mm -hmm. do I really want to think about myself in the long run and then how do I bridge that gap and start mm -hmm. making slow goals, slow little things and it will start to shift. And then I would also suggest like look at the belief system involved. So you know, like how sometimes people say, well, I'm, I'm getting old, you know, and this, this is part of the territory. Well, well, is it, is it part of the territory territory? Cause I, I, I don't, I don't buy into that. You know, I, I don't buy into that at all. And I'm like, Oh no, to me, you know, you're, you're too young to be feeling this way. Um, take a look at the belief system. You know, who is that? Is that your mom and dad talking? Is that your grandparents talking? Where's that come? And not, not that you're pointing fingers, but it's like, it's just like, um, a pattern. It's a pattern. And, and, and is that, is that really hold true for you? Because if it does, then it will be true. Um, so, so instead it could be every day I'm feeling better and better, you know, like little chunks, right? Every day, I'm feeling better. I'm being more accountable. I'm, I'm, I'm eating better foods and, and just so mantras that are positive mm -hmm. um, rather than, well, you know, I'm just, 
this comes with getting older, you know, does it? And does it need to? I love that. That's great. Mm -hmm. You know, when you were saying that, it reminded me of Stuart Smalley on Saturday Night Live, even though that was really a funny skit. um, It really was so powerful because that's exactly what we need to do. You know, we need to take responsibility to build ourselves up. And that's basically what you're going to be doing is you may have to do some mirror work if you have a lot of self-esteem issues. You might have to stare yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you love you over and over. And tell me that's not a little intense, but it is powerful because you need to hear it from you. And so there may be lots of those kind of positive affirmations. Louise Hayes has some wonderful books about positive affirmation and how you can counterbalance things that are going on in the physical with positive affirmations and shifting those things. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's making one step in front of the other in a more positive light. You know, like one, <laughs> one thing I would say, um, you know, I could be centered, grounded, driving to work, and then people be driving crazy, and my zen goes right out the window, and then I just, I will laugh, and I'll be like, oh my goodness. Like, why do you let yeah. people's crazy driving trigger you? And, you know, it's like, in in my defense, where I live, there's a lot of different kind of drivers. It's a multi-state, and each state drives completely different. And there's, it's just a very dangerous place to drive. <laughs> And it's like, oh my gosh, but I will laugh because I could be as centered, grounded as can be. And I know that's a trigger. So what I do now is I make sure I give myself enough time so I'm not more anxious about getting to work on time. And I play more calming music or I listen to an audio book to keep my mind busy. So I've tried Mm -hmm. to put more positives and I start to go, we don't have to be there. You don't have to ride their their butt to get them that's not going to make them go any further or any faster and I try to talk myself through positive things so that I don't get to that point and it really works it really works now I'm not perfect by any means but I can tell you by doing these things setting up and try and I'm willing to try different things um, it puts me in a much better state if I'm listening to a lot of heavy music and I'm driving fast and I'm running late it doesn't take yeah. anything to, to set me off, right? So, but I know that about myself. So these are the things you gotta learn about yourself and then try to put these other things in place to help you stay in your center. Yeah, I've been working on, um, this sounds like such a weird thing, I've been working on sleep. <laughs> so um, positive affirmations mm-hmm. about each night, you know, um, the sleep quality is, is better and better, you know, each night I can go longer and, and, and it's, it sounds so corny, but it works. It works. And yeah, you know, I, and I am taking several different kind of herbs and, and I've always been into natural remedies. Um, but I'm experimenting with different herbal combinations and, um, and doing different things, you know, so take some, part of your life and whatever that is, sleeping, dreaming, eating, driving, whatever, whatever, right? Just take a small piece and I'm going to improve this because, because who wants to, who wants to be upset about something or who wants to be, who wants to not be well? And we all want to be healthy. So um, whatever it is that you need work on, 
or whatever's most important to you, I would say. So, well, I get about the driving though. It, it's easy how <laughs> yeah, somebody can set you off, right? right? And you know what? Here's the funny thing. I'm When I'm really grounded, it doesn't bother me. I'll just be like, oh, okay, look at that one, you know? Mm-hmm. But when I'm not grounded, then I get like upset about it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right. Marisha well, says, what kind of herbs for sleep? So I'll let you answer that and then what, what you're using for sleep. And then I'll chime in with what I think works too. So what I'm doing right now is I'm taking three different r- remedies. Um, I'm taking melatonin. And I, I don't know that that's technically an herb. I don't think it is. But there is such a thing as time release so that it releases throughout the night. And I take 10 milligrams. That helps. I'm taking um, encapsulated chamomile. Um, because I don't want to drink a cup of chamomile tea and then go to bed because, you know, so chamomile and then, oh, valerian root. I love, love, love valerian root. It helps relax the nervous system. So um, especially as an empath, I'm exceedingly um, kinesthetic and empath- empathetic, and it takes a lot for my nervous system to come down. So I take valerian root and I that really helps me. And and if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll pop another valerian root or a chamomile. And it, I mean, is it foolproof? No, but does it help? You bet. So. Yep. And Maria also said valerian root. And I agree with you. All of those things are wonderful for sleep. I think, I think sleep is pretty complex for most people of why you're not getting to sleep or the varying levels that you go down. So I think you have to look at, is there an underlying emotional thing that's going on, such as anxiety? A lot of people don't sleep for anxiety or depression. It can either be one way or the other with sleep, with depression. Um, And sometimes it's just, you're just so busy and it's really just hard to shut it off. Um, (laughs) Valerian root works, but it stinks, she says. Yes, for sure, but it really works. and like you, you don't like the teas. I prefer the teas. I think they work better. And I use fresh herbs and I drink a cup of chamomile every night and I'm out like in seconds. Sorry. <laughs> but um, Oh yeah. And I mix it with different things. You know, if I have other things going on at the time, um, I tend to this time of year put different herbs together just to help with allergies or breathing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that always seems to just help. So if there's underlying reasons why um, you are not sleeping well, maybe add that to the regime as well. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes people just focus on sleep meds only, but maybe there's other stuff that if you combine, it works better. Right, right. Um, Sometimes I use passion flower as well. Um, That can be helpful. So like I I know my adrenal system is is definitely stretched. Having um, having been an empath my whole life and having been through a, a lot of a lot of trauma, a lot, a lot, a lot of dark night of the soul stuff. You know, I um, was stuck in fight or flight for a very long time. And when you have when you're stuck in fight or flight, the adrenals, they they're stretched then. And, um, and it can be very difficult to sleep at night. So um, so I've been working on that for a while. It's, it's a work in process and I haven't mastered it, but I'm, I'm coming along. I'm happy to say so. <laughs> uh, that is like everybody's story. I can say the same thing. 
We're a work in progress and we're coming along slow and steady, but sure we are moving forward. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, so is there anything else that we haven't talked about that we really should bring up about um, self-awareness? You know, so, and this kind of ties in, I guess, to, to intuition. And that is, I feel like we really know the answers inside of us, do you know? And, and this even came up in class today as I'm in, I'm in Lilydale, right? And I, and I am really good at helping other people. But when it comes to helping yourself, sometimes it's like, oh man, did I just make that up? You know, is this, is this what I'm supposed to do? Like all of a sudden, like it's, it's, it's like a difficult thing, right? Um, and and, and the, so the self-awareness, it's really like getting centered and going within. Mm -hmm. And if that means sitting in silence to get the answer, and maybe it's sitting in silence repetitively to get the answer, I think the intuition and the self-awareness are are tied together. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what do you think? I agree. No, I agree completely. Yeah. yeah, I think it's tied together. And I think that we really do know the answers, but sometimes we go outside of ourselves to get it because it just seems complicated or, or we just need the confirmation, right? Um, and building your but, intuition, you can then bring your divine team in who has the different perspective and they support you in a totally different way but that's all going within and building those connections and um, they can help you realize things about you that they can help you go to the akashic records and learn how to view your records and we want to talk about getting some self-awareness about your soul entire soul and experiences. I mean, there's just so many ways that um, we can go within and get the information that we are searching for and trusting. <laughs> that's, that's always the key. I agree with you, Cindy. We always, well, you know, we reach out to each other, you know, wow. it's just, it's, it's a blessing that we have that, that uh, abilities to be able to do that with each other. And mm -hmm. um, because we trust each other and you learn to develop that unique, um, connection with people on the earth plane with your divine team and you know you're getting accurate information but we know mm -hmm. we're getting we, we already know when we get the information we're just looking right. for confirmation of the information we already got <laughs> right yes yes the other thing too that can be really helpful is i've been practicing myself at getting what i call experts on the other side uh, you know um guides in regards to not just for myself, but for, for like my clients, an expert in publishing, an expert in writing, an expert in, um, you know, I don't know, say you're having digestive issues, you know, give me an expert from the other side who can communicate with me and I can hear, you know, him or her well. Um, because we, there's so many topics, there's so many things. And, yeah. and you know, we should utilize um, all those fabulous beings on the other side who are more than happy and willing to help us. Um, so I guess using your intuition and then asking for the help. Yep. Asking it is given, right? Law of attraction, so. 
Right. <laughs> so guys, if you are interested in learning more about Cindy Summer, you can go to her website, cindysummer.com. And um, she does a lot of amazing teachings and she provides readings. So please check her out and support her. And she's, you know, in Lilydale enjoying the, the energy there. Very jealous. So I'm, I hope you have a wonderful stay. And I thank you so much for joining us tonight um, and sharing your knowledge and experience with us. It's been great having you. Thank you so much. It was so good to see you, Michelle. You too, my dear, and you all take care. Um, remember that Empowering Intuitives Explored talk show is now going to be um, the first week of every month. We're not going to be doing weekly, um, so it'll be the first uh, week of every month. So I'll see you next month. You guys take care and thanks so much. Namaste.